I'm telling you, we're going to hear from the Lord today. And uh, Brother Fox has started pastoring in the last, I think, last couple of years. It comes out of a great church. His father-in-law, uh, Pastor Blankenship, is here. Also a tremendous uh, preacher of the gospel. Pastors a great church in Beckley, West Virginia. And these are wonderful people. We would do well to hear and uh, give an ear to what the Spirit of the Lord will say in this place today. I wonder how many is going to help the man of God preach today. Hallelujah. As he comes, why don't we put our hands together and lift our voices. Ask the Lord to speak to us. Brother Fox, we're glad you're here. Oh, let's really do it. Clap your hands unto Jesus. Let's give him praise this morning. Let's give him praise this morning. church good to be at the mid-south apostolic men's conference and this feels apostolic this morning amen i said it feels apostolic god bless you you may be seated just for a moment appreciate everything we've experienced thus far and uh, i want to join my voice in with these others and say that i certainly appreciate the word of the lord that we heard here last evening Thank you, Brother Patrick, for preaching to us. And um, I'll tell you how I felt. I've got twin boys that are five years old. And um, I wish last night I would have had them by my side at the conclusion of that message because I would have just grabbed them up and tried to make a promise to them because I was challenged in the Holy Ghost to be a man of influence. And uh, I was reminded that it probably means a whole lot more to those young boys, uh, the life that I live more so than what they hear me preach. Amen. I want to be an, a good influence in their lives and not just their lives, but the lives of others that we would have in contact, come in contact with. So thank you for preaching to us. Amen. Thank you, Brother Townley, for the invitation and for this local church. Thank you for all the work that you've done behind the scenes. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you, church. And these facilities, my, what a good place to have church today. Amen. So thank you to all of you that are making this happen. Thank you for the accommodations, the nice room, the basket. And uh, tell you what, uh, I've learned something, and that is you tell them your family's coming with you, and you get a bigger basket. And, uh, and so they get, you get all kinds of candy bars. Brother Copeland, you should have learned that a long time ago. You've been doing this a long time. And uh, so my family was unable to be here, but I got a big basket and a big room out of that deal. Thank you, Brother Townley. Amen. Appreciate that. Those of you that have made the sacrifice to come, aren't you glad you came after last night? Amen. And if you weren't here last night, you're in for a treat after I'm through, and I'm going to preach fast today. I'm taking a long introduction, but I'm going to preach fast and turn this over to Brother Tim Copeland, and we are going to hear some preaching today. We're fixing to have church around here. I hope everybody's awake today. Psalmist said, wake up psaltery, wake up heart. But then he said, I myself will awake early. I've heard that the musicians, at least the keyboards awake and the, and, uh, the other music is awake. The musicians are awake. What about out here? Why don't you wake up your amen this morning? Everybody shout amen. Come on, wake up your hands this morning. Somebody ought to wake up your feet this morning. I myself will awake early. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Just remain standing. We are going to the book of John. And uh, John chapter 5. I believe God wants to help us today. There's a lot that could be preached at a meeting like this. I understand that. Uh, but I'm going to preach what I feel. I want to preach what I feel today. And uh, we are going book of John chapter 5, I'll read several verses of scripture here, verse number 1, if you've got it, say amen. amen. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Draw your attention especially to verse number 6. This is where we'll take our text and our title this morning. And I want to preach to you for just a few minutes on Wilt Thou Be Made Whole? Wilt Thou Be Made Whole? Amen. Why don't you lay your Bibles down, lift your hands up, pray together that God would speak to us today. God, give us an ear to hear what the Spirit would say is our prayer today. Thank you for these men that have gathered here at this men's conference. We've come hungry, Lord. We've come needy today, needing your presence, needing your touch, your anointing. God, we want to leave this place changed because of your touch, because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be sensitive to what you have for us today, to hear from your Word. Speak to every man. Jesus, in your name. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Now let's thank him today. Let's praise him today. Oh, yes, clap your hands and lift your voice. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated today. I want to say at the onset that Jesus is in the business of making people whole. People who may be struggling, people who may not have it all together, amen. He wants to make folks whole or make them sound, amen. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I don't know who you are or where you came from today, but if you come with a need in your life, I want to tell you, you come to the right place. God wants to touch you and make you better than you were before you came here. Amen. I want to tell you that I'll stand with some more of you and tell you that I need him today. Amen. I've got a longing for him today. You may look at some of these men and feel like they've got it all together, but you're looking at some men that recognize I need some help on this journey. Is there anybody that feels that way in this place today? I don't have it all together. I still need a little help. Jesus also said, they that are whole, they don't need a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Uh, He come looking for somebody that will just confess, uh, God, I need you today. Amen. I've got a long way to go to be like you, but if you'll help me, I'm willing to get some help. Uh, If you'll help me, I'm willing to hear some preaching. Amen. And leave this place changed uh, by the presence of the Lord. Can you say amen today? 
Amen. I believe that in this men's conference, I'm just going to tell you right at the onset today, I'm just a simple preacher. Amen. But I've got a burden on my heart to help some apostolic men in this place. If you'll say, I'm willing to be helped. If you'll confess and admit, I've got some hang-ups. I've got some problems. I've, got, I've had some setbacks. Somebody said a setback is just a setup for a comeback. And on this day, amen, on this Saturday morning, morning. I've come to have a comeback today. I've come to get back up today. Well, praise the Lord, somebody. I might have fallen down, uh, but I'm going to get back up at this men's conference. I've settled it in my heart. Uh, amen. The righteous man falls down seven times, uh, but he rises up again. Uh, the main thing is that you're here and that you can get back up. Well, praise the Lord. I believe somebody came for some preaching today. You just, you just got, it's simple. Living for God is really simple. You just got to have more get-ups than you do fall-downs. You just got to get up more times than you fall down. If you've fallen lately, I want to tell you, make up in your mind, settle it in your heart. On this Saturday, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. I'm going to worship like I've, I'm going to say amen like I've never said amen. I'm going to help my pastor. I'm going to help my church. We're going to go back and have revival. Anybody Feel that in your spirit this morning. Ah, my, my. Praise the name of the Lord. God wants to make some men whole, to strengthen you, to make you solid, to make you secure, that when you go back, you're going to go back stronger. Amen. And you're going to be a strength and hold up the hands of a man of God. And you say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Looking at this setting, we all know, we all understand that Bethesda was known as the house of mercy or the house of compassion. I'm thankful for a house of mercy today, aren't you? But I noticed in particular the location. The Bible says that it was by the sheep market or the sheep gate if you study it out and then if you was to look at the book of Nehemiah chapter 3 amen it lets us know that this location was of special importance a brief study of Nehemiah chapter 3 will give some clarification and reveal the importance of this particular location amen the place here the sheep gate was the place where sacrifices were brought in for temple worship amen Amen. But when I look at that, I am reminded that it represents our supreme sacrifice, Jesus Christ. John saw him coming and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Praise the Lord. As you study the gates in Nehemiah chapter 3, and I've done a brief study study of them, but I just want to mention this particular gate. But if you were to look at the others, you would see, amen, locks uh, and bars would be installed or replaced there. But this particular gate, it does not mention where there needed to be a lock uh, or a bar installed. I'm thankful for that today. Uh, I'm thankful that I have an understanding uh, that he is the door. John chapter 10, verily, verily, I say unto you, uh, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold but climbeth up some other way the same is a thief and a robber then said Jesus unto them verse 7 Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, and by me, if any enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I'm thankful again, amen, for a house of mercy today. I'm thankful for the church. I'm also thankful, amen, that there is a sheep gate. I am thankful that in this church we make room and there's always room and the gate is never locked. There's always room for Jesus to pass by. Well, praise the Lord, somebody. You may be tired on this Saturday morning, but we need to make a little room for Jesus to come on by here today. 
Well, praise God. On Sunday morning, when you get back home, make sure that the door is open for Jesus to come by. On Sunday night, uh, let's make room for Jesus to come by. On midweek Bible study, we need to make room uh, for Jesus to pass by. Because when he shows up, anything is possible. Well, praise the Lord. Somebody, let's have a little church in here. What do you say? How do we get him to come on by here? I'll tell you one way we can do it. We can do what you're doing right now. You can clap your hands. You can lift your voice. You can begin to shout praises to him. Because my Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. When you begin to magnify him, when you begin to worship him, you're making an entrance for Jesus to come by. I asked you if there was anybody here that needed him, and you said, Amen. I'm going to tell you, if you really need him, you'll begin to reach out to him. You'll begin to worship him. You'll begin to praise him, and pretty soon you'll feel his touch. You'll feel his presence today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to talk just a little bit more about this location. Amen. The pool of Bethesda. The Bible lets us know that there were five porches to accommodate uh, the invalids that desired the healing waters. Uh, When I think about that, uh, I understand that porches uh, typically are made for comfort. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some of them, like mine at home, uh, have a roof over them. Uh, You can retreat there after working a hard day in the yard. Uh, You can make your way to that porch. Uh, Mine even has a little table beside a chair there. I can put my sweet tea or my coffee there on that porch. And make myself comfortable. Are you hearing me this morning? Well, praise the Lord. I'll tell you what I came to do, really. I come to try to get somebody off the porch. Amen. I'm just going to, I'm going to insert that right there and jump ahead of myself. Uh, Just so you'll know where I'm headed. I'm trying to get you off the porch today. Porches are made for comfort. Amen. I remember as a, as a child, amen, my grandmother had this porch, had a swing on it. My grandmother was a hard worker. I remember her, she would, she would work out in the garden or in her flowers. And I remember she would retreat to that porch. Amen. I remember as children, we would be playing, but we would retreat to the porch. It's built for comfort. Amen. In Louisiana, there's places where it, it's real comfortable. They move their, their living room furniture out on the front porch and make it real comfortable. Paybacks are tough, Brother Townley. Amen. I heard you at Summit. Amen. Talking about West Virginia. I didn't mean to offend everybody today. Amen. That's really, I know, that's just, that's not everywhere in Louisiana. That's just where Brother Harris from. Amen. That's what he gets for not showing up. I don't know if he ever came in or not, but that's what he gets for being a holy roller this morning. But porches are built for comfort. Amen. Praise the Lord. And now I've lost my whole audience right here at the onset today. And I've got a long way to go. But that's where you go. If you, you go to your porch, if you want to get the sun off of you, if you want to get the weather and the elements off of you, you go to the porch. But the porch is not the place you live. The porch is not where you intend to stay. Well, praise the Lord. Any men going to help me preach today? Look here, and we find uh, that in this text, there were some folk there that had several different challenges, uh, amen, several different weaknesses or infirmities. The Bible says there was a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, uh, and lame, and withered. Uh, Let me just remind you, you don't have to have it all together to come to church. That may be a misconception in some people's minds. I want to clarify that in your mind today. You don't have to have it all together to come here. But this is where you come if you want to get it all together. If you've got problems, come to church. If you've got marital problems, come to church. If you've got family problems, come to church. If you've got financial problems, come to church. If you're struggling with weakness and temptations and problems in your life, don't sit home and suck your thumb. Make up in your mind, I'm going to pull myself up. I'm going to encourage myself. I'm going to go to church and I'm going to let God help me and God strengthen me today.
Oh, Holy Ghost, help us in this place today. Well, praise the Lord. If you want help, amen, and I trust you do today, but if you want help, you do what the man in the text did. You go where you know people have gotten help before. I said, you go where you, you know this. You know that your friends are not getting help in a bar room. You know that they're not getting help on drugs. You know that they're not getting help, uh, amen, smoking all that stuff and taking, shooting up and taking those pills. You know there's no help there, but you've come here long enough. If you showed up this morning or last night, you surely know I can get some help there. You surely know if you said unto some of these good men, you know where you can get some help. I'm telling you what you need to do. You need to make up in your mind at men's conference, I'm getting off the porch. I'm going to get the help I need. I'm leaving a better man. I'm leaving strengthened by the help of the Holy Ghost. Thomas said, send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. I come to tell somebody today, you need to make up your mind today. Settle it in your heart. I'm not going to stay home from church anymore. I just feel like saying that. If things ain't going the way you want them to go, you go on to church anyway. Well, praise the Lord. You go on and let a man of God preach to you. And when he preaches to you, say amen. And when he preaches to your family, say amen. And let them hear you say amen. And when he's preaching about something that you know and they know you're doing, you say amen anyway. Because that's where your help comes from. That man is what's going, what it's going to take for you to make it all the way to that city. Oh, clap your hands and let's rejoice today. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm not certain how often or how many times this man came. But I do know that he had been in this condition for 38 years. He could have possibly been coming there a long time. Verse 7 says, But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. So obviously he had attempted it before. He had tried before. Possibly he had come many times, but he left the same way he came. And possibly you've tried many times. I'm preaching to somebody today, if you'll hear me. I know what I feel today. Amen. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Uh, possibly you've tried it many times uh, and you've fallen on your face. Uh, but I've already told you the key is just make it up uh, today that I'm going to get back up again and I'm going to try again. And you blamed it on this one and you blamed it on that one. But we're going to man up today and take responsibility and say, I'm going to make it. If nobody wants me to make it, God wants me to make it. And if God be for me, who can be against me? And no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. I'm coming out victorious. I'm coming out on top because God's on my side. He's the author and he's the finisher of my faith. What he started in me, he's going to complete it. Praise God. feel like preaching to somebody that's just about to give up, that's just about to throw in the towel, that's just about to hang it up. I, I come to tell you, just go back to church one more time. Just pray one more time. Just worship one more time. Just say amen one more time. Because one of these days, you're going to get to church, and it might be today. One of these days, you're going to go, and the sheep gate's going to be open, and Jesus is going to come by, and he's going to leave you better than he found. Anybody got that determination? I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to serve God. Today's my day. Yeah. You need, you need to get something in your gut, for, for lack of a better terminology. You need to get something in your spirit that said, today's my day. I'm not waiting till the next revival. I'm not waiting till the next service. I'm not waiting till Sunday morning. When Sunday morning comes, uh, amen, and church starts, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the front. I'm going to be in the forefront. I'm going to be in prayer meeting. 
My kids are going to see me in prayer meeting. Starting to feel at home. I'm starting to feel at home. Amen. They're not just going to see me in prayer meeting. That's one thing. But they're going to hear me pray. Hey, we need some praying men. That's what we need. We need some men that will lift their voice in prayer. It's one thing to show up to prayer meeting. But you need to show out when you come to prayer meeting. You need to lift up your voice. It's one thing to show up uh, when you go to church, but you need to make up your mind. I'm getting off the porch. Uh, Amen. I've been sitting on the periphery too long. Uh, I've been sitting on the sidelines too long. Uh, My voice is going to be heard. My hands are going to be lifted. My feet are going to dance. I'm going to say, man, I'm going to worship God. Oh, help me just a few more minutes today. Somebody ought to praise God with a fervency. Somebody ought to worship God. uh, Amen. And say, this is how I'm going to do it when I get back to church. I'm behind you, man of God. I'm behind you, pastor. Amen. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be a strength. Uh, My family is going to be behind you. If you brought a son to church today, they ought to see you worship. You ought to do it right now. You ought to say, look here, boy. This is how you lift your hands. Look here, boy. This is how you say amen. Look here, boy. This is how you had church. My Lord. This is how you pray through. This is how you talk in tongues. This is how you run the aisles. This is how you have apostolic church. We don't have no women to do it for us today. If it's going to get done, you're going to do it. Hey, there there ain't no women here to run the aisles. If anybody's going to run the aisles, it's going to be men. If anybody's going to leap, it's going to be men. If anybody's going to say amen or pray or talk in tongues, it's going to be apostolic men. Hey, look at that. And that's what it needs to be Sunday morning. And that's what it needs to be Sunday night. Honey, you're not going to beat me when you go back to your church. Wife, you're not going to beat me to my feet. I'm going to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to say man. Come on, say man. Say man. Say man. You're strengthening the preaching. You're supporting the preaching. Amen. You're backing up the preaching. And when you say amen, you're lining yourself up with the word of God. And favor is coming your way. And blessings are coming your way. And healing is coming your way. When you say amen, and you say it from way down here. I'll go ahead and take a moment and worship. Take a moment and worship. Devil, I'm not leaving like I came. Come on, get that in your spirit. Devil, I'm not leaving like I came. I refuse to be defeated. I refuse to sit back and watch my family go to hell. I refuse to sit back and watch my church suffer and not have revival that Jesus has intended. I refuse to watch my man of God struggle and try to build a church and me not help him. Devil, I refuse. I'm going to say man. I'm going to be whole. I'm going to be changed. I'm going to be strengthened today. Some men getting off the porch today. That's what I feel. There's some men getting off the porch today. And and there's some pastors in this congregation that's looking out. And they've got their eye on some apostolic men. Hey, let them hold you accountable when you leave this place. If you don't act this way Sunday, shame on you. If you don't act this way when they got the microphone, shame on you. Don't get quiet on me now. You ought to say, devil, you watch this. I'm going to say amen to that man. But when I get back home, I'm going to be even more so. You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) 
me just just a few a few more minutes today. Amen. I really really want to preach. I'm trying to. Y'all just y'all help me preach today. Help me preach today. Just a few more minutes. Uh, amen. Jesus looks at him uh, and he's inquisitive. He said, "Wilt thou be made whole?" Wilt thou be made whole? Amen. I looked at that by the town. It seems obvious to me the answer. Amen. I mean, he's been this way 38 years. After all, he did come. He didn't make an effort. I'm reminded when I see that, there are people that come, but that's all they do. For whatever reason. And it could be possibly that as his limbs withered, his hope did also. You hear me? I said, as his limbs withered, so did his hope. I mean, after you tried so many times. How many times do you try? You keep trying. That's the answer to that. You keep getting back up. And I know I'm being repetitive today. And you keep hearing preaching because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. You put yourself back in a position to be preached to. If you've lost hope, hope in yourself, hope in humanity, you get back and you let the man of God and the word of God build faith back in you. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. And I also look at this and I realize by the weeks that some people enjoy just being around church. They know it's the right thing to do. They know it's the right place to be. They just know that's where they should be. But they just want to get close to it. I mean, they're used to the culture. They've been around it all their life. But they're just going to be around it. And they're never going to be right dead in the middle of it. You're so close. You're on the porch. I mean, you've got it all going on. You've got your sweet tea beside you. You've got your feet propped up. You've got your Bermuda shirt on, your long sleeve Bermuda shirt. You've got your, you got your, your long Bermuda pants on. I mean, you're, you're just having yourself a time at church. Yeah, it's all right. Amen. We just, I'm just used to Bible study with about 20 or 25 people. I'm just going to act like I'm at home today. That's on a good day. My, we can sure have church today. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just going to have Bible studies. Is that all right? I don't know how I got to Mid-South Apostolic Men's Conference. We're just going to have Bible study today. I'm going to act like I'm at home. I've I seen somebody acting like they were at home just a minute ago. I'm going to act like I'm at home. Hey, that man right there is going to act like he's at home. Anybody? That's how they act at home. Anybody else going to act like you're at home today? Get off that porch and let's have church. I said, get off that porch and let's have church. Uh, somebody said, and it wasn't me because I'm not that good. Somebody said, maybe it was because of his position. Because the Bible says, when he saw him lie there. I can tell some folks really don't want help by the position they're in. They're just here to watch the show. They're just sitting on the porch. Well, the pastor wanted me to come, so here I am. That ought to be enough. I know it's the right thing. I'm not talking. I know if you've got medical conditions or the elderly, be seated. Amen. But I'm just saying, in your spirit, there ought to be an amen. In your spirit, there ought to be a support for what's going on. In your spirit, you, there ought to be a getting up in your spirit. I might be down, but there's a getting up in me. I'm not just here to listen to the music. And good music it is, but that's not why I'm here. I'm not just here to hear good preaching. And good preaching we have last night and we'll hear today. But I'm not just here for that. I'm here to lend my support and I'm here to be changed by the word of God. Oh, let's everybody praise the Lord. Hey, 
Another deal is, I know i got to hurry today. Another deal is, they often handicap people or people with uh, weaknesses. They gather with people of weaknesses that have the same like-minded weaknesses that they have. It might be to your advantage uh, if you've got a hang-up in your life, if you've got a temptation in your life, if you're struggling with something, I'm just going to throw this in and move right on. It might be to your advantage if you move away from that individual and find you somebody that prays and find you somebody... The gossipers like to hang out with the gossipers. The ones that are critical, they like to hang out with the others that are critical. Amen. The ones that are trying to destroy what God's trying to build, they kind of like to group together. But why don't you settle it today? I'm getting away from those individuals. Amen. I'm going to find me somebody that prays, that loves their man of God, that worships God. And I'm going to connect myself with those individuals. I was taught as a young person, amen, if you want to be something in God, you hang out with somebody that's strong. You hang out with somebody that prays, that loves God, that's in the prayer room. And that's my advice to some young people today. Find yourself a front pew. Find yourself a front row. Pray when nobody's praying. I feel the Holy Ghost. Wilt thou be made whole? I'm trying to help you. Wilt thou be made whole? I remember, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I remember as a young person, Brother Townley, we didn't have to have prayer meeting called. There were a couple of young folks. If nobody else, we was going to pray. And if they had to turn in some places, they'll turn the congregation or, or the sanctuary, they'll turn that into just a fellowship hall before church. But we made up our mind, if they're going to turn that into a fellowship hall, we're going to find a basement, we're going to find a Sunday school room that's vacant, and we're going to pray. I'll help a youth group if you'll let me. The Holy Ghost will help a youth group today. Amen. You don't have to have your youth leader calling it or your pastor calling it. You need to have something inside of you that said, we're going to turn this thing around. Me and the pastor and the Lord, I'm on the pastor's side, and we're going to have revival if nobody wants it. Well, praise the Lord. Bless you. i got to hurry. Amen. The other thing, amen, that you can learn, you can learn to be comfortable in it with a handicap. I mean, I know handicapped people, they, they, can, they can shop till you drop. And this is no offense, but I mean, they got their wheelchair and they got their, they got their, uh, and I'll get to my point here and I don't want to offend you, but they got their wheelchair, they got their pillow, they got, they're sitting on a pillow and they're pointing here and they're pointing there and they run you everywhere. Oh, this from experience. But I'm going to tell you this, even at that, they'd rather be in your position than the position they're in. Don't ever be fooled. They, they might look like they got, but I'm going to tell you what, you, you might look like you're comfortable and you might look like everything's all right. I'm fine with my handicap, but you can fool who you want to, but you didn't fool this preacher and you're not feeling God and you're not fooling God today. I come to tell you, you'd be better off up here is where you'd be better off. You'd be better off clapping. You'd be better off supporting the preacher. You'd be better off worshiping God. You'd be better off lending your support. And you know in your heart you'd be happier that way. And God wants to make you whole today. God wants to make you whole. Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? Praise the Lord. Amen. Some people are addicted to their affliction. Some people, they're not happy unless they're miserable. I'm trying to shake you up today and realize you can live higher than that. You can live better than that. You can live better than just sitting back and watching the show. But you can be a part of what's going on. If you make up in your mind that I'm tired of living like I've been living. I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines and letting somebody else do the praying and somebody else do the worshiping and somebody else pushing the service. I got five or ten more minutes until I need to turn this service over to Brother Copeland. But before I do, I really didn't want to preach this song. But I'm trying to preach long enough 
until somebody makes up their mind, I'm getting off that porch today. And when that man takes the floor, I'm going to be on the floor too. And when that man says pray, I'm going to pray. And when that man's preaching his heart, my heart's going to be united with his heart. Why don't you clap your hands one more time and praise Him? Wilt thou be made whole? In other words, maybe seated, do you want to change? Or are you satisfied with the situation you're in? Think about it. It's a reasonable question. Amen. Because you can't help people that really don't want help. Biggest struggle I see is we're trying oftentimes to save people that really don't want to be saved. We want them to be saved more than they themselves want to be saved. And I've come to pose the same question to you today that Jesus posed in our text. Wilt thou be made whole? Do you really want help? And I'm also trying to help a pastor because if you don't want help, why don't you quit ringing the pastor's phone until you make up in your mind, I really want help. Why don't you quit wearing out the saints of the Most High God every revival praying you through until you're ready to pray through yourself. I thought you men were tougher than that and bigger than that. I thought you could take it a little better than that. Why don't you make up in your mind today, amen, that somebody else is not going to do my praying for me. That it's not going to be the pastor ringing my phone. I am going to ring his phone one more time, and it's going to be today. I don't know if we got there yet, but would to God we got there to where when you leave here, you're going to pick up your phone if your pastor's not here, and you're going to call him and say, I'm ready for a change, pastor. And you're going to do it with brokenness and humility, and you're going to say, I'm on your side. I want revival. And if he's here, you're going to be man enough. You're going to put on your big boy britches and you're going to go to him and you're going to say, I'm sorry that I haven't supported you as I should, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to lend my support and I'm going to be the amen. I am going to be the amen corner. It can happen today, Brother Tally. I believe it, this service, I believe this message will be in vain if it doesn't happen. If you don't take heed to what I'm preaching today, I believe this message will be in vain. But somebody needs to say, I'm not going to let it be in vain. It was, was, at, it was at your father-in-law's place. Your brother-in-law now amen, went to a men's conference, uh, much like this. Uh, and, and the Holy Ghost sought me out. The Word of God sought me out. And I didn't even think about it till just now. I'm glad my pastor's here. I had to make notes for my preliminary marks and, uh, remarks, and I missed those. Uh, that was in my notes. I'm glad my pastor's here. But I went to my pastor, and I said, I'm sorry. I apologize to him to, with brokenness. Uh, and I'm just saying that to say this. Uh, the same thing needs to happen here to some men, uh, some apostolic men. Be a man and not just say it in your heart, but you need to say it to your man of God. I am sorry I haven't supported you like I should. I understand that there's more people than what's here hearing this, and I'm being pretty transparent, but I'm doing that to help somebody today that you need to do the same thing. You need to clothe yourself in humility and repent of some wrong. Repent of some gray hairs that you put in your pastor's head. And if he's missing some hair, he probably pulled some of them out because of you. And you owe him an apology. It is a men's conference. Let's be big boys. Come on. Let's accept the word of God today and say, it's me you're talking to. And I'm going to do something about it. Do you really want to be whole? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you a remedy. Do you really want to be changed? Or do you just want to sit on the porch for now on? Hey, you need to make up your mind there's better life than this. 
better life than this. Lift your hands and love the Lord. Everybody, lift your hands. Come on, receive this in your spirit right now as we're praying. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. Receive this in humility today. And turn your church around. Your church can have revival. Your family can receive a change. You can have revival in your home. And that's really where revival starts. You can go back home and be the change in your home and in your family. Make up your mind today. I'm going home. I'm going to have a family altar. I'm going to teach my children how to pray. I'm going to pray with my children. I'm going to pray with my wife. We're going to be behind the man of God. Bible says, give me just a few more minutes, a certain man. I'm going to tell you today, there is a certain man here. I was praying about this. And I thought, Lord, I know. Now, I wasn't comfortable, not comfortable with speaking to congregation like this as far as I wasn't looking forward, let's be honest, I wasn't looking forward to a big crowd and they said Holy Ghost Radio that, you know, but I'm going to tell you what I felt and I said Lord there is a certain man, I feel it in my spirit there is a, and would to God there are men, but I know because I felt it so strong, there is a certain man in this place and Jesus is saying to you wilt thou be made whole you mean one man? Yeah. That's the way it was in this text. Out of a multitude of people, he turns to one man. How many times has it happened? Preachers, you've been preaching before, and you had your mindset. You had a directive, but all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost began to turn things around and turn that whole service and that sermon to one man or one individual. And I'm telling you, that's what God wants to do. There is at least one man in this place. But if that one man would receive this word with meekness as we are to receive the word of God, you can leave this place and so many can be affected because one man says I'm going to be made whole I'm going to be changed there's a certain man you're nameless to me you're faceless to me but you're here and you come today with weaknesses you come today with an infirmity not just a physical infirmity. This word infirmity means a want of strength, a weakness, an illness, suffering, calamity, or frailty. But listen to this. It refers to an ailment that deprives someone of enjoying or accomplishing all that they would like to do. And I'm talking spiritually now. There's somewhere that you want to go. You've set your sight there. You've put your eyes there. But every time you see it, you're in distance of it. You're in view of it. But you just can't get there. Every time you put your eyes on it, you see it and you start to go. But something happens and you fall flat on your face. Have relegated yourself to the porch, and you've resorted to say, You know what? It's good enough that I'm in church. This is just the best I can do. Would to God the change would come today, but if it doesn't, let me just back up and say, Just keep going to church. Put yourself in a position where at least you can get help. Living with it in view. This also means, infirmity means of body, its native weakness and frailty, but also of the soul. A want of strength for the soul. Somewhere in the spirit that you want to go, but you just can't get there. I think I found the remedy. We could activate it here today.
Musicians are coming. Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. I submit to you, there's not much, if anything, that can't be fixed in your life, amen, with a good prayer meeting. I don't know how much time we've got, but if it don't happen now, somewhere at the conclusion of all this day, we need to end this thing with a good prayer meeting because there's not much a good prayer meeting won't fix in your life, in your family, or in your church. I just feel this, but Patrick, you mentioned some things last night, amen, but instead of bickering about everything, amen, that your pastor's doing, and, and all of his methods, uh, and all of his ideology, and all of his way of orchestrating things, instead of bickering about that, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you turn it over to God, and why don't you say, God, uh, amen, he's your man, amen, I'm your servant, I'm going to get behind him, I'm going to help him have revival. We're just going to pray about it. We're just going to pray about it. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. The Spirit wants to help some infirmities in this place. I said the Holy Ghost wants to shore up some things in your life. The Holy Ghost wants to strengthen some, some apostolic men today. You're here because you're a faithful man. You're here because you're a committed man. You're here because it's the right thing to do. You know it's where you should be. You've tried many times. You've tried to be involved before. You've tried to put your best foot forward before. But every time something happens. But the sheep gate is open today. And one more time, Jesus is passing by. And he wants to put the past behind you today. And he wants you to do like the apostle said, forgetting those things that are behind. This is a brand new year, 2015. I'm going to press. I'm going to forget those things that are behind. Where you at, men? Where you at? That certain man. That certain man, you see some coming down here, but you need to say, no, not this time. You've got in front of me before, but not this time. Today's my day. Get out of my way. I come, amen, I spent money to get here. It took time to get here. I took time off of work. And now that I'm here, nothing and nobody's going to stop me. Will tell. God above Leonor, la la bosando, y cante a la bosando.